have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roll with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? look great in person and I uh, just can't wait to next year we, we can pack it full of 25,000. Hey Bob, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy today. It was being ranked. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Welcome to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast episode 101 and tonight starting at small forward from South Carolina, Tara Roberts. How you doing Tara? I'm doing great. Um, that was generous. I never got to be small forward um, considering my height. So yeah, um, thank you. I like that introduction. <laughs> Excellent. But wait, there's more. Starting at running back from the College of Canyons by way of San Fernando, California, number nine, Major Coldwell. Oh, man, you about to make me cry. You just had me a, a little throwback. I'm about to get on the field right now. I felt good. I felt good right now. Got me pumped up, Matt. Let's go. Well, we, we, we all got to kind of live that junior college football uh, life here every once in a while, right? And kind of give a little bit of shout out, a little bit of give back. Shout out to all the JCs, baby. It's, it's a hard, hard thing to be a JC athlete and to make it to the next level. So shout out to all the JC players, all the transfers. Those well, are the you know what? Yeah, It's players like you that paved the way for guys like Marquise Hollywood Brown, right? If, oh, if that's you, there would it. be no Hollywood, right? Yeah, Yo, you get yes. a round of applause. <laughs> I feel like he's 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 like uh, fluffing me up to like shoot me a little bit later, but <laughs> I feel you. I'm gonna keep my eye on you, man. Let's go. Well, well, Thanksgiving is coming up. We're plumping up them turkeys. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're uh, we're, we're gonna keep this trade rolling here. We're gonna start here though because I've got some serious grievances to go with based on Monday Night Football. I know Major, you enjoyed it as a 49ers fan. Uh, you got a little bit of love there for Debo Samuel, who I think is on pace for a top 11 all-time fantasy football wide receiver type season here. All we right. talk about Cooper Cup and everything he's been able to do so far this season. He's on pace to have the greatest wide receiver season in fantasy. But Debo Samuel, he's sitting there with a, on the projected pace for the 11th best season of all time. I'm going to put this back to both of you here, starting with you, Major, the 49ers resident here, even though you're more of a Chargers fan. Sometimes you're a Rams fan, but... See? Already. This this is facts. This is facts. Tara doesn't even have to pull up the phone to check these, because we just have to pull up the video from last week. pain in your voice. You can say it happier. Like, you don't have to say it with so much, like... No, no, no. It's it's because I got a sore throat from coaching all weekend. I was doing a lot of yelling at children. That's what was going on. I was yelling at children. I don't have the death glare or anything, so I have to like yell and use my big voice all the time, my walrus mustache to intimidate. But seriously, Major, talk about Debo Samuel and what he's been doing there lately. He is just, one, he's a yak guy. He can take a two-yard pass and make it like a 20-yard reception. And the thing that really caught my eye being a running back is 
they have him lying up in the running back and he's not like other receivers who go into the motion and go in the backfield and just run to the hole. He's actually finding the holes, great vision, great pad level. He's actually playing running back. Like that guy is amazing. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Like he's just everywhere. I love him. And Kara, what about Cooper Cup? Why is Cooper Cup having this special season so far? It has to be more than just dinner and tea with Matt Stafford on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> no, it was breakfast. It was, you know, breakfast. <laughs> that makes all the difference. Breakfast of champions makes champions. So it makes sense in my mind. Uh, no, I think he just, I mean, not to not to downgrade Jared Goff, but I think we spent so much time seeing the Goff to Cup to cup connection that we kind of um we got a little bit fooled in terms of the actual potential of cup and matt stafford is a fantastic quarterback so i think we're finally seeing what cup can do when he actually has a competent quarterback and a competent coach and it's just kind of the perfect storm so i mean fantastic i kind of you know i'm excited to see where it heads not just this season but next season as well now i've already seen the picture go around of Basically, Odell Beckham Jr. going back to the New York Giants days there on the boat. You know what I'm, which I'm talking about. Where he, every Rams player has now been photoshopped on that boat now because <laughs> this is the Odell Beckham Jr. effect that's been happening here. I, I mean, we, we got to chalk this up to not having his nose in the playbook right now, right? That's basically what it's going to be. But that those interceptions that Matt Stafford threw, that was just not being in sync with Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not even sure why Beckham Jr. was even in this game based on the fact that he basically signed two, three days before it. Major. They only threw the ball to – or yeah, Stafford only threw the ball to OBJ twice in practice before going into that game. Like, two times. And I like what the coach tried to do, but it was a little corny. It was like, oh, we got to show everyone we have this new weapon. Let's throw it to Odell every play at the beginning of the game. It was cute. The first one was cute, but that deep one, that was really unnecessary. But, you know, I I hope the, I hope OBJ works out. I think it will. But to just throw someone in, and I don't think he was really even in the game with uh, – with the Browns, he wasn't. He uh, he's still preseason mode for me. Really, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you know, from my perspective, I mean, I feel like people just want to rag on Odell. He was on the field right. for twenty-seven percent of snaps. You know, he had three targets. So um, this was not even remotely related to him. Matt Stafford threw for multiple interceptions. Um, overall, I mean, it was just a bad game, and it was a second questionable game in a row we've seen from them. So, from that perspective, you know, I just I, it, it has more to do with the team, and I think we got a little preview of why they've been seeking out all of these trades, why they're trying to solidify to try and get their Super Bowl run um, <coughs> actually properly um, prepared. But I think you know it kind of just goes back to people just want to blame Odell for everything. You know, uh, you know. Baker's not a fantastic quarterback. That had nothing to do with Odell. He didn't really fit the system. That really had to do with the Browns. Um, now we get him over here in LA and it's like, okay, well, you know, here we go with uh, Odell again. And we got a game that had absolutely nothing to do with him. And he wouldn't have been on the field if it hadn't have been for Robert Woods going down. I can, can I add, can we give some love to Robert Woods? It seemed like him being gone kind of threw that whole offense out of whack. 
he is the glue of that offense. He's an L.A. kid, played at SC, played for the Rams. So he's like a true L.A. person like that, you know. So he's the leader of that team, and it showed it's going to take them a little time to kind of get back on track after losing such a pivotal person in that offense. Well, the good thing, I think, for fast enthusiasts now, unfortunately for Robert Woods, but that kind of slides into Odell Beckham where he's most comfortable being is a number two option. Now, going back to the bold predictions here from last week, uh, I don't have any evidence of any prediction here uh, for anyone who wrote anything from last week. I don't remember. Uh, Tara's bold prediction was apparently Pittman and Carson Wentz go off for 50 together. Tara, how'd that work out for you? I was wrong. Um, I was very, very wrong. <laughs> but you see that even though we had no evidence, I did own up to it and say exactly what it was and that I was incredibly wrong. Um, you know, but it was a very bold prediction. I think I'm going to stop going the route of going so bold. I'm just going to start doing predictions more like major, like, you know, things that have like a 90% chance of happening what? and see if I can just get on the right path. What? Okay. Major, since I don't have any anything don't, written down from last week's show sheet, yeah, that's my point. We you didn't write it down in last week's show sheet. We're gonna I'm gonna have to go back and look in the film, but I'm pretty confident you're wrong, or we would be hearing about it right now. Uh, is that, you know, is that a pretty fair assumption? I don't like to gloat. You know, I just let things happen. I'm just here. <laughs> I don't get fined. And you know. How about yours, Matt? What did you have on yours? Let's see. Well, I'm pretty confident. I may have even overexposed myself here on this one again, but I'm pretty sure I said something about Javante Williams about to have 150 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Not so much. <laughs> yes, I missed on that one. It felt good. I felt good going into it, but you know what? I felt good about the previous 10 predictions I've made. So <laughs> we have not had any luck so far this season. And obviously, Major, we're just going to give you an L on this one because we can't. Uh, I'm not going to go back and fact watch, check the video. Watch, I was actually right, but it's all good. <laughs> so that, that's our hot take review. Now, we like to give a little love. We love to give a little bit of hate. We like to keep it 50-50. It's like Thanos. It's a delicate balance there between studs and duds and hits and misses. So we're going to start with the studs and duds from week number 10. And we're going to kick it off over to Tara. Who do you got? Um, my stud of the week is Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, I think it's a pretty common stud to go with. I mean, he had a fantastic game, but <laughs> but I wanted to point out the studness for him because I think fantasy managers have been kind of disappointed with him because people were drafting him as some of them as their number one overall receiver completely, at least in the top five receivers, sometimes in the top three. So I think people were expecting <laughs> that Cooper Cup kind of season, and they just simply weren't getting it. So I've been hearing some rumbling, some disappointments in terms of, okay, this is the real Stefan Diggs. Last year was an anomaly, but he showcased and he went 8 of 13 for 162 yards and a touchdown. And we finally saw the target share tilt very much so towards him and away from Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. It had been kind of even where everyone was getting like eight targets each, and it was just kind of hindering Diggs. He finally got that touchdown, so it was good to see the old Stefan Diggs back. <laughs> my dud of the week on the other hand um his teammate 
Dawson Knox. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting a ton from him coming off of an injury, but um, he seemed ready to go. And he was on the field for 84% of snaps. And he literally only had one catch, one reception for 17 yards. And I'm getting a little worried about him because he has a very, it's been a very Robert Tanyan-esque uh, kind of year for him. He's not seeing a ton of targets. He was very touchdown dependent. So you're getting games where the vast majority of the games for him, he's getting three to five targets and less than 50 yards. And it's looking like he's going to be this type of player where if he's not getting a touchdown, he's not bringing value to your fantasy lineup. So he was my dud of the week. Yeah, Noss, Noss is one of those guys that we grabbed as a tight end one he was putting up tight end one production and then he got hurt and that's kind of slipped on us here now major do we just want to skip this one here altogether or nope. do we want to talk about this no we're, we're going to talk about it all right have at it. i've got to give a shout out to my guy the man the myth the legend Ra. Man, Dre, the guy was a starter for the first time. Like I've been telling Coach Belichick all year, put my man in the game. He's going to perform. He had 100 yards and two TDs. He put that team on his back, and he ran all over everybody. I'm telling you, I'm the running back guru. If you guys want to know any, and I, if we, I wish I had the clip. We can go back when Tara was laughing at me when I said to go pick him up. And oh, third string running back. <laughs> remember that? You know, <laughs> yeah, remember that? And now the guys just put up numbers. Time out, time out, time out. Back, check that. Time out. He did this while Damian Harris was out with a concussion. Like, time out. But he did it. <laughs> and my dud of the week goes to I was man I was so hoping that this guy would like be like the next Tom Brady it felt like that story was all coming to life again uh but the effing experience is now over my man Mike White sorry bro you get one of these you know he had a chance to be the starting quarterback the coach said before the game if he played well this game, he could be the quarterback moving forward, even with uh what's his name? Zach, whatever. Zach yeah, Zach Wilson coming back. I don't know. Uh, but Mike just threw a dud, man. Four picks, zero touchdowns. Like it was it was a really bad game. I think he threw for like 250 yards, but you can't throw four picks. It's just it's so bad. But yeah, man, who who just does and does, man. Well, we're going to start with duds. And the best way to avoid a dud is to head over to fantasypoints.com, enter promo code 21Vipers, and get 10% off that subscription today. And you know what? The Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, we are powered by the Fantasy Points Media Group. Now, the biggest dud, the biggest dud for me has to be Cortland Sutton. And we're not just talking about a one-week sample here. We have now three weeks with Jerry Judy back in the lineup in which Cortland Sutton goes from averaging 18 fantasy points per contest. Oh, hey, look, Jerry Judy's back. Where he averages now, five and a half. He literally put up 4.9, I think, last week. If you want to look at overall scoring, I think, and don't fact check me because it might take you a while to do it, 
I think he was 202 when it comes to scoring last week. 202. That means 201 players outperformed him. Cam Newton, who played eight snaps, scored more than him. He also outscored both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but that's neither here nor there. But that's my point. Now, anyway, my studs. We're going to the wide receiver position because, you know what, I'm kind of a wide receiver guru. I watched some junior college back in the day. I seen I scouted some wide receivers, so I'm going to call myself the wide receiver guru, and I'm going to give a little bit of love to Debo Samuel because he was an absolute stud last week. You want to run the ball, he can run the ball. You want to throw the ball, he can throw. He can catch the ball. That's how this guy worked. And C.D. Lamb started off slow, had a big week one, kind of tapered off there, and we were kind of like, "Where's C.D. Lamb going? What's going on with C.D. Lamb?" He is now. Back up in the top eight when it comes to PPR scoring amongst wide receivers. So is Debo Samuel. Both of them put up over 28 points in fantasy last week. Both are certified fresh, certified studs for week number <laughs> Now we want to talk about more studs. We're going to talk a little bit IDP. And I'm starting to get the feeling that the only game that Tara watched was the Bills last week. Tara, who do you got? <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, no. um, yeah, it's Jordan Poyer. <laughs> um, Double-digit tackles. He had 10 tackles, one interception. Uh, just an overall fantastic game um, from a fantasy production standpoint and then from an overall real-life game perspective as well. So, yes, that was my IDP player of the week. And I got to say, I'm a little sad because if, if Major gets to be the third-string running back guru – and you get to be the wide receiver guru. What do I like? I I need to be a guru. I got to be a guru of something. Of the Buffalo Bills. Well, you you can be the queen of IDP here. You can go like quarterback whisperer. You can use no, Mark Schofield. You guys. Yeah, but that's, that's not cool. It's not cool. I want to be cool. The temptress of tight ends. I don't know. Whoa. That's true. Okay. I guess I'll accept the fact checker because I did just fact check that, you know, Damian Harris had already had 300 yard games. So uh, I did fact check that. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that at all. We want to stick to speaking straight of, facts. Speaking of IDP <laughs> facts here. Now I wanted, I agree with uh major on this guy here right now. So I had to go somewhere else because he beat me to the, this player. Speak on us of the IDP player of the week. My guy, Devin White. He's, you know, being a running back guru, you kind of like look at the linebackers. They're like the running backs of like the defense, I guess. But I, I found Devin like free agency a couple years ago. Everyone, no one really messed with him. I picked him up and he's just been killing it for me ever since. But this guy had his best game of his career. 18 tackles, two sacks. And I think he did way more than that. He was like everywhere. He was like tackling the coaches, tackling the water boy. He was just everywhere. The guy is a maniac and I love him for it. Shout out to Devin White. Yeah, I, I can't hate on that. And I think I've got this figured out. Like you, 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 you've got the running backs under control. I think I understand why you like linebackers so much because you get three of them on the field at the same time most of the time. So that probably is why you enjoy the linebackers as much as you do. Now, for me, I'm going to stick with the linebacker position. And Devin White, he would have been my go-to on this one. But I'm going to give a little bit of love to a guy who's been performing all year that we are not talking about, and that is Minnesota Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks. 
He is basically a top two linebacker right now, depending on how your scoring is set up. Seven more tackles last week. Threw in a sack, had a pass defended, had an interception. All in all, he had like 24, 25 points, depending on how the scoring sets up. That's a pretty good week. And he's been doing this all season. And we don't talk about him. We don't talk about him in the same breath as a Roquan Smith, as a Devin White, as Levante David, Bobby Wagner. We don't talk about it, but he's above all of them when it comes to scoring in fantasy. So shout out Eric Hendricks. Just giving you a little bit of love there. Now, everyone's favorite here. It's the full disclosure episode. And we're going to kick things off in Buffalo with Tara once again. <laughs> Yes, apparently I like the Buffalo game because my hit was um, the stack of Al- or of uh, Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. But in addition to that, I had another hit as well outside of that game, Jamal Agnew, um, who I have proudly repped for a while now. And everything is coming to fruition of the fact that, well, actually, I'll talk about him more later, but in this game specifically, despite the fact that he had five targets and did not catch a single one, which technically might not have been his actual fault, he still got production, 79 yards on the ground with rushing, one touchdown. So, yeah, he's just an incredibly dynamic player, and they find a way to get him the ball, period. Um, Sarah, uh, I just want to back check just a little bit. Uh, I remember I kind of talked about him, like, way before you, but I'll let you I'll let you live. Go ahead. He did. Your- I, have a, I have a lot of video evidence of this, possibly on some other shows. But Go it check it out count. on my Twitter. It doesn't, it doesn't count on other shows. It only counts with the dynasty. Can, can someone it please does. tell me I how many to... catches how many catches Jamal Agnew had last week? Can someone check that for me? Zero. Zero. Right. Zero. Zero. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't need and it. Yes. Just... And yet he was still the top fantasy producing player on that team. <laughs> yeah, that's just wrong on so many different Sad levels. <laughs> now what what else do you got for us oh and, oh yeah misses full disclosure misses uh i was very wrong about fading antonio gibson but in my defense i think everyone was wrong about that i don't think i heard a single person say man confidently go out and start antonio gibson against tampa Bay's defense so yes i was very incorrect on that one <laughs> yeah so major yeah Actually, I'm actually impressed because Majors kept this to two uh, people on his hits, and they both happened to be the top <laughs> two wide receivers in the National Football League. So please, tell us what so you're bold. hitting on this. So bold. It's bold because when we do our game of the, you know, game of the week, and we talk about players, you guys list like the whole roster. You guys are like, who should you start? Everybody, anybody, the coach, the the mom, the girlfriend, everyone gets in there. But with me, I choose one player from each team, and I hit on both. It's not my fault. Cooper Cup didn't score any touchdowns, but my man did have 122 yards on 11 receptions. And then my guy Debo, again, what you know, 536 with a TD, five receptions for 97 yards and a TD. He just, you can't stop him. He's really Debo. If you know Friday, you know what Debo really means. So. Um, my missus DPJ, I thought he's going to have a big week, you know, with, uh, OBJ out the pitcher now, but he went five for 16. Um, it, 
but I watched that game and they were throwing him the ball. Um, your man Baker was just off. He dealing with injury, so I don't think it was his fault, you know. But I, I think he's going to be good going forward. And then my guy Eno, man, another third string running back, had an opportunity to ball out, but came up short, man. Six for twenty-two yards. That's that's not going to cut it. Even after he trucked someone and had that, he had me excited. I thought he was going to really take it to. I actually made a trade in one of my leagues. Like I can't even tell you the stupid trade I made for Eno, but uh, yeah. So <sighs> yeah, you get this. <laughs> Matt, who's your hits and miss, man? Well, I'm going to start with my biggest miss of the week, and that happens to be Russell Gage. I know I wasn't the only one who put a little bit of love into Russell Gage this last week. I'm not even sure he was on the field. Like I know he was on the field. I don't know if he was actually part of the whatever it was. He had his bonus. I think he had as many receptions as Jamal Agnew did, except he didn't get a chance to run the ball or play corner or do special teams. <laughs> it was bad. Okay. So Russell Gage, you crushed me, man. You crushed me here. Um, like like Tara, I had stacks upon stacks, and I land on that Dak and Lamb combination, hitting up twice, big yardage going both ways. I mean, happy to see that happen, really happy there. And Dan Arnold, I kept tooting his horn. I talked about him in the waiver show, the starts and shit, the starts and sit show the week oh, uh, the earlier that week. Yeah, where, where's, where's the beep on that? Come on, you know, I can't speak properly. I'm just waiting, man. Forget all that stuff you're saying, get to the real one. Let's go, Matt. So, yeah, Dan Arnold, he's been producing, absolutely. But first, before we get to that one, I just want to take a little moment to throw this out there. Boyer, packs the ball, throws to the outside. Jacoby Myers, there it is, his first touchdown. Jacoby Myers finally gets to the end zone in his NFL career. That felt right. Okay. I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Even a blind squirrel will find a nut every once in a while. And finally, Jacoby Myers has a touchdown. I've been preaching this for how many weeks that Jacoby Myers' touchdown was coming. It finally came. And I felt like I needed to be in that huddle. I felt like I should have been part of that, like in there celebrating with him. I went for a nice little jog. When I say nice little jog, it was about five steps and back in the house. But <laughs> I went out there and I felt felt every emotion along with him there. And he made a good play on it. So that is a hit. You know I love myself some Jacoby Myers. And guess what? Now he's got the taste for the end zone. More to come this week. I promise you that. I kind of wish he didn't score, though. I wanted him just to, like, go the whole season and have, like, the most yards ever without scoring a touchdown. I think that would have been an awesome record to have. Yes, no. No. No, no. <laughs> can't do that. No. But you have been in his, like – we should have made a graphic. Where's uh, – I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Keep going. I got two, two of my guys – are have been Darnell Mooney and Jacoby Myers from the get-go. Mooney had a good uh, week last time that we saw him there, finally maybe getting something going with Justin Fields. 
Jacoby Myers finally finds the end zone. I'm starting to feel pretty good about these guys that I, I felt strongly about in the offseason. So it's, it's 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 a nice feeling to get that touchdown finally. Although it was kind of fun to kind of joke around when that was coming because, I mean, man, that was bad for a long time. But speaking of not bad, let's get into some of our games of the week and we're going to kick things off with Tara. Tara, what do you got this week? I've got Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, it's it's such an offensive juggernaut game. I'm surprised that somebody else didn't take it before me. Um, but yeah, I, I, as, as Major says, I'm going to name all of the starters in the world, but I do that for everyone's benefit. Um, obviously, we're starting Rodgers. Um, we have to do that regardless. Minnesota is fairly good against the pass, but you're not going to bench Rodgers unless you have, like, I don't know, Dak or something like that. And yeah, and then in that case, I could see it. But if you're that gifted, then um, yeah, good for you. But aside from that, the two guys that I want to focus on are the running game, obviously, Dalvin Cook, and we're going to have A.J. Dillon with... <laughs> We're going to have A.J. Dillon due to injury, and Minnesota is 28th in DVOA against the run. Green Bay is 24th in DVOA against the run. So honestly, I think that for the most part, both of these teams are just going to try and run it down each other's throats. That being said, I am still starting Devontae Adams. I'm still starting Thielen. I'm still starting Jefferson because these are all fantastic top receivers that you can't just sit, unfortunately. So even if it's not the most fantastic matchup from that perspective, you still have to roll them out. Um, the people that I'm fading in this game, obviously I'm fading the Green Bay tight ends. Unfortunately, they're not really a unit that you can actually use. I'm fading the non-alpha receivers in this game. So if you're not one of those big three, I'm fading you. If you're Alan Lazard, if you're KJ Osborne, if you're um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I'm fading you, unfortunately. And I'm also fading Kirk Cousins. Um, I do like him as a streaming option in most weeks, but again, unfortunately, I think they're going to <laughs> vast majority try and lean on Dalvin Cook. So I think that Kirk Cousins is just not going to be incredibly productive from that standpoint. Um, aside from that sneaky play of the week, I think it's going to be Tyler Conklin. Reasoning for this, I mean, obviously it's not super sneaky when you see that he had multiple touchdowns in the last game. But the big thing here is that Green Bay last week, the only successful person from the Seahawks or Seahawks offense that was actually on the field and did well was Gerald Everett, which is very weird because Gerald Everett does not typically do well. So that tells you a lot about the tight end position against Green Bay. Everett was eight of eight. So I expect a good day from Tyler Conklin. You know what? I love the Tyler Conklin pick there. Uh, I showed him a lot of love last week in my starts and sits and my waiver wire. I felt very strongly about him. He paid off two touchdowns that way. And I agree with you with your fading of Kirk Cousins. I got him on my sits list on the video I just dropped literally 10 minutes before we started nice. rolling the Viper cast, which you can check out on the Vipers network right now. And I got all my information for that video. I got all my information at fantasypoints.com. Enter promo code 21 Vipers 10. Save yourself 10% off that subscription. Today. Major, where are we heading next? We're going for a little bit of a, a little bit of barbecue. We are going Dallas versus Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is going to be an amazing. The Cowboys are playing well finally, and Kansas City. I think they're back on track. I think that Raider game may have been a little mirage, but hey, I want this to be a quarterback like Dak versus Mahomes. So those are my two people that must start. I'm fading all the running backs and everyone else in the game. If you're not a quarterback. And not a receiver. I don't want to see you. I want this game to have 
5,000 yards in it. Um, my sneaky play, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, his first game back, he had five targets. Um, so I think they're going to try to sneak him in there. Everyone's going to be focused on C.D. Lamb and focus on uh, Coop. So I think Gallup is going to be able to sneak in there in that slot position and be rewarded by Dak and get a lot of targets. Um, Mahomes, on the other hand, I think Tyreek had a good game last week. So if you know his trend or his pattern continues, um, he's probably going to have a bad game. But I don't know. I think he's going to get up for this game. And you know, Dallas defense, though they're playing better. They still have some growing to go there, so we'll we'll see. But I think this is going to be a Dag versus my home game all the way, and I'm here for it. This was promises to have fireworks. So one of the things I like to do is I love to grab questions as they come in here. We got a couple kicking off, starting with our good friend Dan Turner. He wants so he needs he needs a QB. Matty Ice, Mike White, Trevor Simeon, Cam Newton, Jared Goff. It's gross. I know. Help. I mean, I think the answer is pretty obvious, but Tara, what do you got? It's Cam Newton. I do think that he is going to start this week. Um, and for me, I always want to lean towards the rushing upside quarterbacks, and that is Cam Newton. He showed us that he's still got the legs. He is fresh. Those legs are super fresh right now, and they're going to be getting it for the rest of the season. So feel confident in going with Cam Newton. I'm back. <laughs> now, I think I'm going to go with... I do like Trevor Simeon. He played pretty well to me. I, I kind of like what he was doing out there. But I'm gonna go with my boy Jared Goff. Like, no, everyone forgot about him, and he's out in Detroit. He's doing all right. He's, you know, he doesn't have that many weapons. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about one coming up soon here. But I, I think Goff is going to have a pretty good game. So you might want to lean that way. And my, for myself, I specifically mentioned Matt Ryan in my sits column here. So he's definitely out. We know Bill Belichick, what he's going to do. He's going to take Kyle Pitts completely out of that game. And that is all Matt Ryan has going for him next week. No Kelvin Ridley. Uh, Cordero Patterson, he's probably likely out with that ankle injury. Russell Gage apparently doesn't even play football. Uh, I don't Russell know. Russell Gage have the biggest game for now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's basically how it rule, uh, how things roll out there. But for me, I'm going with Cam Newton too. Washington is the worst team when it comes to giving up fancy points to uh, the quarterback position. We saw what Cam Newton could do with eight snaps. Give him 16, he could probably double that output. That's my basic math there for you. But yeah, no, Cam Newton, I feel okay with. Like you said, the other options, they don't, they leave very little to be desired. I think the best upside is in Cam Newton. Uh, another question coming in from. 58, Dub King, Fantasy Football, Michael Gallup, or Ryan Edwards, DPJ, Marcus Johnson? I kind of like this question. That's a good question. Major. I, mean, I, just, showed, uh, I, I just said, I just said uh, Gallup is going to be my sneaky play. I still like him. But Brandon Edwards being the wide receiver one now in that, in that you know offense, he's looking pretty good. He's making big plays. I think they need to go to him a little bit more. Uh, to see what he can do, but I'm going to stick with Gallup. What say you, Tara? First of all, wide receiver run is Hunter Renfro. Come on now. Wide receiver oh, one, Hunter Renfro. 
He is <laughs> best, route, best route runner in the league. What? Best route runner in the league. Okay, now our show's supposed to be under an hour. Now the show's about to go way off the rails because I can't <laughs> let you get away with saying Hunter is the best route runner in the league. That's nuts. Major, have you ever you have, seen Hunter Renfro with his shirt off? Have you ever seen OBJ run around? Have you ever seen like anybody run around? Like, what are you mm. talking about? Run the tapes. When you run the tapes, you beautiful. Look, Cooper Cup. When you, I, I take Cooper Cup over him. I mean, when I'm you not look saying at he, runners. <laughs> God, let's talk at the same time. When you're thinking about route runners, you're thinking of the Amari Coopers, the Cooper Cups, those kind of guys. But I'm telling you right, when you look at what the God-given abilities of Hunter Renfro are, you look at him, he does not look like a football player in any way, shape, or form. His body looks no better than mine, and mine ain't great. I'll tell you what right now. He's not fast. He's not He's not going to beat you deep. He, there's a lot of things he can't do. But what he can do is separate and do the best we can. And so that is what kind of separate. We're great on we, the curve we, now. we can grade this however you want. When you look at what he's dealing with, he doesn't have what you'd call these great athletic traits that someone else has. So he finds the different ways to get open and to be a great route runner. You have to get separation, and Hunter Renfro does that as well as anybody in the league. Now, before we get too far off track, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say he's the best route runner in the league, but I'd say he's probably in the top ten. I, I feel comfortable putting him in the top ten there. I'll give you that. I'll take that as a compliment. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. I just had to wow. defend. Okay. I just had to defend my brethren right there. Um, but yeah, it's Michael Gallup for me <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> again, uh, you know, I'm fortunate. I like Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't like um, Baker Mayfield being very consistent with him. I don't see it. So unfortunately that kind of knocks him out of there. Um, Marcus Johnson, I'm not going to believe it until I see it for multiple games in a row. And that leaves me with Michael Gallup, who I think, you know, um, Dallas has that matchup against Kansas city. So I do think it's a fantastic option. And for me, and I guess I like, I like Michael Gallup's a good play. I'm not a big fan of DPJ. I think Brian Edwards is coming to his own. He had 80 yards plus receiving. All three of his catches last week were over 20 yards. He's kind of filling that Henry Ruggs type role where they're allowing him to get to the second and third level as far as passing goes. I think that's going to give you some high ceiling weeks, which I don't think we're going to necessarily get from Michael Gallup. I think the target share favors Brian Edwards a little bit more than what Michael Gallup's going to see. So I'm going to lean Brian Edwards here. But telling you what right now, watch out for Marcus Johnson because Julio Jones is on IR. Derrick Henry isn't on IR. I mean, Marcus Johnson is going to have a role with this Titans team right now. As long as Julio Jones is out, I think Marcus Johnson is a sneaky flex play each and every week. Now, before we go here, uh, Dan, appreciate the questions coming in there. And, of course, Tara, I think this one's for you. I love my bias. <laughs> yeah, that's it's Green Bay and Clemson. Like, so I'm gonna move on yep. here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we got to make sure we drop that in here at least once a week. Um, what I'm talking about here, my matchup. We're gonna get into this in a second. Is uh, it's Indianapolis versus Buffalo, 
And my biggest thing is you're starting Jonathan Taylor. I think you're going to, you're starting Stefan Diggs. You're starting Josh Allen. I think those are the three guys you are starting. Now I want to temper expectations. I'm going to jump around you a little bit. Taylor has a tough matchup. He is facing the number one ranked defense for fantasy points in regards to the running back position. So for me, he is one of those guys I have definitely kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to start you, but I'm going to temper those expectations going into this one. Um, who am I fading? Like Jonathan Taylor, I've got a very strict rule when it comes to wide receivers playing the Buffalo Bills. I do not start them, and neither should you. And I love Michael Pittman and what he's been doing this season. I do not love this matchup. I do not like this matchup. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like it, Sam. I am. Do not start Michael Pittman here or there. Do not start him anywhere this week. Now, that's what you call improvisation. And on the flip side, we talked about how good the Buffalo Bills defense is against the running back position. Indianapolis is number two when it comes to fantasy points allowed. So Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, forget about it. And now my sneaky play. Big week last week means he's coming back for a down week this week. But you know what? Not so fast as Lee Corso would say. I think Gabriel Davis has one more big week this week against this Colts team that we know you can throw the ball on. I know I don't like to go chase waterfalls. I don't like to go chasing points. But I'm going to stick with Gabriel Davis as a sneaky play this week. So TLC right Oh, yeah, we got a little bit of everything going on here. I, I like to talk about that. One of the things I like to hit on every each and every week is I love to talk about the waiver wire, separate the pretenders from the contenders, and with that, we're bringing in Mello to give us his waiver wire picks for week number 11, and we're doing a little power walking while we give these picks. <laughs> What's is this, up, is this fellas? Power walk? Is this power walking or am I doing like a little jig here? I can't tell this is my dance moves or walking. That's the yellow brick road right there you're going down, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, take the yellow brick road to a fantasy championship with some of these picks. So I can't help but to chime in every time I listen to you guys talk. And, like, the theme of this waiver wire is trust factor. To win a fantasy championship, you got to find the missing piece on the waiver wire. Pac-Man? The missing piece. You got to find it. So check this out. Do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Do not fall for it. Just four games left in the regular season fantasy. Do not fall for it. Typically, you hit the waiver wire to try to find some gems. This is not the time for a gem. Pressure bust pipes. You got to get the diamonds and only the diamonds. So do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe, which is number one. Do not trust Marcus Johnson. Any given Sunday, a Tennessee wide receiver could pop off. Early in the year, we had Nick Westbrook, Ikeni. Then we had Chester Rogers. A.J. Brown really is the only top wide receiver. But Johnson had 100 yards last week. Do not trust him. Please do not trust him. Kendrick Bourne. He did something good this past week. Don't trust him. Cordero Patterson's gone this week. Do not trust Wayne Gallman. And do not, do not trust Brian Edwards, coming from a Raiders fan. Do not trust him. Who you should trust is Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is a guy that will help win your fantasy championship. Last week, I did recommend Van Jefferson. 
That was before OBJ came to town. That was also before Robert Woods went out for the season. Van Jefferson had seven targets in that Monday night football game. Volume is key in fantasy football. He is the number two wide receiver in L.A. high-powered offense, and he will remain that way for the rest of the season. He dropped a 30-yard touchdown pass. Had not been for that drop, he would have had a big week. Had a big week. Get you some Van Jefferson. He is still owned in some leagues, very slightly. Now, when it comes to running backs, there's a guy you guys mentioned earlier. He's probably only available in about 30% of leagues right now. Find that diamond. A.J. Dillon is a league winner. I just want to say that. Do whatever you can. Trade for him. Get this guy. He will help win your league. Matt LaFleur has been looking for his Derrick Henry clone. Here it is, and he's getting a full workload. Also, check out some Jeffrey Wilson. Now, if Eli Mitchell does not play this week because of a broken finger in his hand, Jeffrey Wilson has been marinating all season on that pup list, on that IR. Jeffrey Wilson, if activated and if Eli Mitchell is not playing, Jeffrey Wilson is somebody you could trust and will be a league winner. If you're owner of Matthew Stafford, if you're owner of Kyler Murray, if you're owner of Russell Wilson, who did not play well this past week, Cam Newton will finish as a top 10 quarterback this week. Mark my word. So if you don't have any of those elite players at quarterback, get you some Cam Newton. I almost forgot Darnell Mooney, who you mentioned earlier too, Matt. Darnell Mooney starting to find himself. Justin Fields has been playing some excellent quarterback. Darnell Mooney is his guy, and he is still available out there. You could trust Darnell Mooney. Whatever that is, that looks good, um, Major. I want to snack some, too. My last call for the day. Tight end. Many people have forgotten about the one Logan Thomas. If you're hurting for a tight end, get Logan Thomas. Please, people, mark my words. Get guys that you could trust and put them in your lineup. This is no time for experimenting. If you're six and four, if you're five and five, and you need to make the fantasy playoffs, do not trust all these run-of-the-mill guys who's hot for one week that you pop them in your lineup and they give you two catches for like 29 yards or something. Get people you could trust. The floor is better than trying to go for a ceiling. Spitz picks of the week. Good job. So thanks, Mello. We appreciate you coming in and doing that. Make sure you follow him at, at Spitz Game or at FFB Dependency. You can catch those there. He's dropping waiver wire picks each and every week uh, on top of many other things that he's got going on there. Uh, Mello, just kind of give the people a little bit of idea of what you got going on. Yes, sir. Um, I, have a fan, I have a fantasy football dependency podcast where I drop my waiver wires every single week. I have a podcast on the Say It Again Network where I host, uh, it's called Raiders Royale with my guy, Micah Wright, talking Raiders football for one hour every single week. And I got got my hot takes. Follow me on Twitter, Aspects Game. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in or jumping in here with us. There you go. Get that speed up. Get it going. Get that burn going. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. If you're listening to us on podcast form right now, this was probably very confusing for you. But right now, Mel is running with his shirt off and he's wearing a feather boa. Later, guys. Catch you later.
Well, now I kind of feel bad that my my waiver wire guy is going to be Brian Edwards. <laughs> I, I do like him. I, I trust him. I, I feel if you are one of those six and four teams, those five and five, I get where Mel is coming from this. But if I'm looking to make that move, I, I think that Brian Edwards, while he has a very low floor, like we were talking about, I think – he has the potential to stretch a defense out, and all he needs one or two. We've seen how he's been used. All three of his receptions here last week were over the 20-yard mark, being the guy that's stretching the ball out. Derek Carr has more yard or passes over 20 yards than anyone else in the NFL right now. That's a fact. I checked that out on NFL.com, or you can also find that on FantasyPoints.com. Enter promo code 21 10 and save yourself 10% off that subscription today. So for me, my waiver wire guy is Brian Edwards. I still trust him. I still believe him. I still believe in this Raiders offense. I think they're still trying to work out some other stuff that's going on in the backside of everything right now. Uh, Major, Mello, you guys are in California. You probably have a little bit better idea of what's going on in Vegas as far as that team's concerned. We're hearing more things than I do, say, up in Canada. Uh, but, you know, we just got snow here, so some of our communication lines are down. No, I'm just joking. We didn't get the snow, but our communication's just fine. Yeah, I like I like Edwards a lot. And another person you talked about that he I looking at the game he played well was uh Jeff Wilson, but looking at his stat line, he like what five, six carries for like twenty-five yards. Like he ran a lot better than that. So I think he's gonna have a big game if, if Eli Mitchell can't make it. Yeah, and you know what? They don't need Eli Mitchell this week. They don't. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, heading to Duval County. And for me, like, <laughs> you really don't need Elijah Mitchell. He's got that fractured finger. He just had surgery. There's no need to rush him back. Elijah Mitchell's done enough not to lose the job. So, you know what? Just re- relax. You've got, I'm not going to say you've got this one in the bag because anyone can lose to anyone on any given week. <laughs> Jacksonville beating Buffalo. But, you know, we've seen this time and time again. I feel comfortable that Elijah Mitchell's a guy they, while they would love to have him in their lineup, I don't think they necessarily need him to beat Jacksonville this week. Now, Major, give me one of those guys on the waiver wire that you're willing to grab right now. I'm going deep, like I always do. I'm going to give you guys that. If you guys are those deeper leagues, a 16-team, 18-team, you need a player, go grab Josh Reynolds. He's a really good player. Like, he was on buried on the bench in <laughs> in Tennessee and uh he asked for his way out they let him go and now he's in Detroit with my man Jared Goff um don't don't sleep on him like being in LA I seen him play pretty much every game when he was here in 2020 he had 52 receptions for 618 yards and two receptions and that was behind uh Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and everyone else was on that team so he was like an afterthought and he had a pretty good season i thought before they picked up julio i thought he was going to be that that wide receiver two behind aj brown but that didn't work out um and now he has an opportunity to come in and and do some work and uh, he's familiar with jared Goff as well so i think they're going to have some kind of chemistry there so that's a sneaky one that you want to keep an eye on so one of these one of these players you, you mentioned 16, 18 team leagues. You want those deep kind of guys that no one's ever talking about. But we have a question from uh, the chat here right now, and they want to know: Mate. Did Major touch the ball there? 
in reference to his <laughs> junior college playing days. Oh, you are man, go check man. <laughs> What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tried to... I don't know what to say because y'all don't know how good it, I was. I'm about to find all my. I'm old. All my footage are like on VHS. I can't find it, but like, <laughs> I was the guy. Like you got to relax. I was all conference and all that shit. So don't don't get it twisted. So hey, I know I know what stats you were coming in. I know what you weighed in at the combine. I got all that information here on I your know college you did. <laughs> player card. Hey, he he's. <laughs> Matt is a and, stalker for real. He, I'm actually, telling you, yeah, five foot nine might have been a little generous. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that it out was, there right now. It was, it was, That's <laughs> but it's all good. Who hasn't lied about their program hype? That's okay. Yes, thanks. Okay. I'm Canadian, I don't lie about what? that kind of stuff. You had to play to lie about it, Matt. Come on. Oh. Hey, we, we, we play a little different up here. We, we're, we're honest. You know, our fields are bigger. Our balls are bigger. Uh, we've got motion going left, yeah. right, and center. <laughs> this is facts. These are facts. The actual football Let's is bigger. talking about balls and stuff. Relax. Tara, uh, get us out of here. Who's your sleeper? You're right. There's a lot of a lot of ball talk here for a second. <laughs> Please. I'm trying to be professional. Major's the one going off script here with his what I don't know what he's talking about. I'm talking about footballs. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> My sleeper pick of the week. I already talked about him. Um, Jamal Agnew. Um, you know, I think people just have to accept that despite the fact that we really want LaVisca Chenault to be a thing, despite the fact that we think, oh, Marvin Jones, you know, look at last year, he's a veteran, nice safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence. Un you know, unfortunately, those guys that we drafted are not the guys that are turning out to be the ones that are the featured athletes within this offense. It's Dan Arnold and it's Jamal Agnew. So those are the two guys that you want to roll with moving forward because those are the players that Urban Meyer wants to feature. We talked about the stats earlier, and I mean, he did not have a single catch, but quite frankly, nobody really had many catches on Sunday for the Jags. But over the past um, several weeks since DJ Chark went down, he's been one of the big beneficiaries. He's had seen a minimum of five targets in every single game, as high as 12. So he's really someone that's being featured, and it's getting to the point where you can feel comfortable rolling him out in flex, and I think he's the guy you want to hold on for the rest of the season. You know, now imagine drafting a guy like LaVisca Chanot when you already have Jamal Agnew there. Now, I like Jamal Agnew. There's, there's nothing not to like. He's one of those guys that'll go out there. He's, he reminds me of a rich man's D. Eskridge. You know, we talked about D. Eskridge there with Seattle, played a little defense, switched back and forth. Agnew will do whatever you need him to do, and he will do it effectively. So, shout out there. Now, Tara, trending up, trending down, who's that player for you? Mm, good question. <laughs> trending up, trending down. Uh, my trending, mm, uh, my trending up, my, my trending up player is, is talked about him earlier. Uh, sorry, my screen was like <laughs> I couldn't remember who it was. Is Cam Newton? Uh, we saw a very small sample size last week, but it was a sample size that we needed to see. Um, the reason that we want Cam Newton isn't because he's out there being Patrick Mahomes throwing for. 40 passes and completing like 35 of them or something crazy like that. He's not that quarterback. We want him to be that running quarterback, that guy who was stealing those goal line carries, that guy who was getting the work on the ground. And he showcased that that's what he's going to do. So I feel confident um, in feeling that Cam Newton is a player that is trending up, someone that you want to grab who can be a QB one. 
And now, Major, I'm going to flip this over to you. Who is a player that's trending up or trending down for you? I'm going to go with trending down this week, and it, it hurts my heart because he's one of the GOATs. Uh, I got a, Adrian Peterson. Like, it's not working out so far. Lackluster start to his, his what, third career, I guess. Um, 18 carries, 42 yards, one touchdown. And I think uh, the Titans allowing Tannehill to throw the ball a little bit more because they don't have their prime running back. And and Foreman is someone you need to watch out for. He's carving out a good role for himself in his offense. He's catching the ball at the backfield. He's a big back, so he's going to get those goal line touches as well. He was one of my guys a few years ago, but he just could not stay healthy. Just like knee injury after knee injury. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Adrian Peterson, man, we need to figure this out. Yeah, I know. Peter, I, I think there's a point in everyone's career that it's like we can officially pinpoint that the career is probably over. You know, right. we looked at. Peter said he was okay last year. He did some good things last year. This year, we haven't seen that so far. For me, trending up is the book of Elijah. And I'm talking about Elijah Moore and Elijah Mitchell. Now, in the last two weeks, Elijah Moore, he is the wide receiver five in fantasy. Two weeks, wide receiver five. And then since, if you want to go four weeks now, Elijah Mitchell is the running back eight in the last four weeks. So both these players are trending up. It don't matter if Elijah Mitchell misses this week's game against the Jags or else he'd just be piling on top of that as is. But expect Elijah Moore to continue to be the wide receiver one. And, yes, this hurts because I'm a big Corey Davis truther, the wide receiver one in New York. Wow. Now it's time to go IDPing. And we're going to start things off with Tara. What do you got? Uh, so the IDP must start for me. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has been a little cold since his incredibly hot start to the season. Um, he did get an interception last week, but still wasn't incredibly productive from a fantasy points perspective. But I think he's going to turn things around against Kansas City. Um, not to say that, <clears throat> not to say that Mahomes is going to have a bad game or go back to the way that he was before. But I think he's due for an interception or two and probably still will have a productive game from a fantasy perspective. But I think Trayvon Diggs could get at least one of those interceptions. So I think it'll be a good bounce back game for him. I think it'll also benefit him that it'll be a high scoring game for tackle opportunities. So I think a good good little bounce back situation for Trayvon Diggs. Major, I, I know you, you basically forced me to stick this IDP question in here. So who you got rolling with this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with – actually, before I say that, I got to say, I should be a scout. If you guys are listening out there, NFL, make me a scout because pretty much everybody that I, like, look at and put on my radar, they actually end up being ballers. So holler at me if you need a scout. But, you know, if you're in my clubhouse rooms in the offseason, we talked about Javon Holland a lot, uh, safety out of Oregon. The guy is just a playmaker. Uh, he was, like, everywhere on the field. He only had five tackles. He had a sack and two pass breakups, but it seemed like every play he was around it somewhere. I love those type of guys on defense. And the Miami played well last week. The Miami defense played like I thought they were going to play like since the end of last year when they was on that row. And for some reason, the beginning of the year, they have not performed well at all. But 
uh, it looks like they're getting back on track, and I think Holland is going to be a big part of that. So look for him to be everywhere on the field again this coming week. And I want to keep the good times going at the rookie IDPers here. And I'm going to talk about my rookie IDP player of the year so far, Micah Parsons. You throw him out there now this week against that Kansas City Chiefs offense that seems to have gotten things right on the against the Raiders last week. I mean, there's going to be opportunities for him to go out there and make some plays all over the field. So I think Micah Parsons is in for a huge week this week. And he's had a pretty good season overall, so it's not a, like a bold prediction in any way, shape, or form. I just really like Micah Parsons this week again. Now, uh, MB, he's kind of talk, coming out here in the chat room. What's, what's the waiver wire pickup this week? He's kind of looking for that wide receiver running back. He's already got Chuba Hubbard stashed. So do we have any deep stashes that we're looking for that someone you can grab right now that maybe not necessarily is going to help you this season, but is going to pay off dividends next year? Now, I know Major, he's got his phone out there. He's doing some fact-checking here to see what he's got. Going to, or he's going, to my taxi, going to my taxi squad right now. Or, he, uh, or he's pulling up to see uh, what he's got going on there as far as a scouting career goes. But, Terrace, I'm going to head to you here. Who is a player that you've got – stashed on a lot of your rosters right now more of a lottery ticket that you really believe in uh god how deep are we talking uh <coughs> hmm. um someone who i have i mean it's not super deep but it's at the beginning of the season um i guess i, I guess now it's not but uh pat Fryermuth, he's my most rostered tight end so if there is an opportunity for you to get him to trade for him if it's in a league where he's on waivers um i i have a lot of faith in pat firemouth moving forward especially when ben roethlisberger is back because uh, we don't like the mason rudolph experiment but i think the connection really is there and i think just the long-term value i mean just he's he's obviously that number two tight end rookie who has such a promising opportunity so it's pat firemouth for me yeah. Major, what do you got? You got something deep that he can pick up here? Yeah, I'm going to go with someone who was like the fantasy darling uh, a couple years ago. Everyone was trying to talk this guy up. Uh, he sparked a little bit, but kind of fizzled out. But I think with a new team and a new quarterback, I think he's going to be all right. And that's Denzel Mims. He might not be uh, the guy that you're looking at this season, but I think next year he may be on someone else's team. And uh, he, I mean, dude is a talented player, like super athletic, was 6'3, 207 pounds. The guy is just a like a freakish athlete. And I think he's going to have opportunities somewhere else. So put him on your taxi squad and just forget about him until next year. And I'm going to toss out two here right now because I want to get a piece of this Baltimore Ravens passing game. And we know Marquise Hollywood Brown, he's rostered everywhere. We know that Rashad Bateman dang well and better be rostered everywhere. But what we're not talking about enough is Devin Duvernay or like Tylen Wallace. These are two guys. Tylen Wallace hasn't even seen the field all season. He's a guy you can stash probably free right now. No one's got him. And Devin Duvernay, he's a guy who's been producing so far this season in his opportunities when they're given to him. Plus, if you get bonus points for return yardage, he, that's just another bonus that Duvernay gives you. Now, for me, 
we know you're not going to get Andrews or these other guys. So here are some guys. Those are some guys there I really like. I think this Ravens offense, they're not fully transitioning to a pass first because you got to remember, they're getting Gus Edwards back next year. They're getting J.K. Dobbins back next year. Teams are going to have to play them even more so on the run, which means you're going to see probably more stack boxes, which means you're going to see more one-on-one situations, not only for Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, but that's going to open up things for a guy like Devin Nuverday next year as well. I like that. So one. as we keep as we keep rolling along here, we're going to talk about our stacks this week. Tara hit on her stack. I hit on my stack. We don't even remember what Major said last week. I have to pull up the notes <laughs> on here. What, what was Major stack? Hold on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pull up some facts here for you real quick. Car to oh, Waller. Yeah, no, you failed. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> So if you want stacks, come to Tara and I. So, but Major, we're going to kick you off first. Uh, who do you got for your stack this week? Yeah, speaking of the Baltimore receivers, I'm going to go with Lamar to Bateman. Like, that's starting to heat up a little bit. Bateman has not scored a touchdown yet. But I think he will soon. Uh, but since his return, he's 18 receptions for 241 yards. Uh, and that's on 28 targets which leads that team, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just not going to fact check that. It just felt good to say. But um, but this week, he will get a touchdown. That's my bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's out there. Um, <laughs> the thing I like, you know I can't even argue this one because you know I love Rashad Bateman, uh, so I can't even argue this. <laughs> he is being targeted 20% of the routes that he's running. Right now, 20% of the time that he runs a route, Lamar Jackson is looking for him. Just to keep that in mind as we go forward. Tara, who's your stack this week? Uh, it's a welcome back from your bye week, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, they are my stack of the week. I have greatly missed them in one league in particular. Um, and if you're looking at it from a DFS perspective, it is a um, it's actually very reasonably priced because they have come down in the um, outrageous pricing that was Jamar Chase to a much more reasonable one now. So it is a great stacking opportunity against that uh, Vegas defense that just got lit up. Yeah, it's it's tough to even argue that kind of thing. Um, the one thing I will I will temper the expectations there on your stack there. Vegas has actually been pretty good against wide receivers this year. Now I know Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns, but still have not allowed a hundred yard receiver since Deontay Johnson, and they've only allowed one one hundred yard receiver so far this year. So I'm not going to say. Jamar Chase is going to not pay off this week. I say, you know, let's temper the expectations. Let's give a little bit of love to uh, the Raiders' defense when it comes to defending wide receivers. You can hate on them all you want when it comes to defending tight ends. They're horrible at that. C.J. Uzuma, good. you're going to have a good game this week. I promise you that. Now, hmm. before we get on to my stack. <laughs> Tara, go ahead. <laughs> To be fair, y'all have kind of faced teams that typically don't have 100-yard receivers like um, the Giants, except for that one Tony game. Um, the Eagles, who have really struggled to get Devonta Smith going, but he's going lately, but it definitely was not against the game, at the game against them. The Broncos, obviously, Cortland Sutton's been having his issues as well. Um, the Bears, obviously, we know about that. I won't go back any further, but I'm just saying. Yo. You mean mean the Chargers where Keenan Allen had like 26 yards and Mike Williams had 11 when Mike Williams was the wide receiver two on the season? Or Tyreek Hill had only had 82 yards receiving, who happens (laughs) to be the wide receiver two in fantasy scoring this year? 
Ooh, in your we, face, we, we keep playing this? Your we, turn. We, no. We're, you want you want to counter? We want to keep no. Okay, Harry, Harry Wolf's coming in here right now. Trade AJ Brown for Fournette and Waddle in PPR. Major, I know which way you're going to lead because you always take the twofer. But let us know what you think. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the twofer, but not because it's a twofer. Because I love Waddle. I I just can't wait till my like Miami gets that quarterback situation figured out because I think Waddle's going to be the Jamar Chase, whatever you know, the 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 Jefferson, the Chase, the Cup, he's going to be in that class of receiver as soon as he gets a shot. So uh, I can't wait for them to get that quarterback situation. But, yeah, I'm taking – Leonard Fournette, that's like a throw-in, but I love Waddle. Tara, what do you got here on this one? I prefer A.J. Brown. I assume we're talking <laughs> – I assume we're talking dynasty, so the value of Fournette is kind of – uh, you know, he's kind of getting up there in age. Um, but long-term, I prefer Brown to Waddle. And see, for me, the difference here is I'm going to side with Major on this one simply because of the PPR factor here. I don't see Waddle's role changing at all going forward. I think he's going to be a PPR machine. This is just for uh, Harry's coming back in, not Dynasty, regular fantasy football. And that makes it even more. Dynasty is regular fantasy football. What's your problem, Harry? Get your life together, bro. So in redraft, this is even more tilted for me for Leonard Fournette, who's playing really well, Jalen Waddle, who's producing, and A.J. Brown has not been that guy this year. I can understand why you'd want to trade A.J. Brown because he hasn't done much. I think even Marcus Johnson has more 100-yard receiving games this year than A.J. Brown does. I'm not 100% sure, but I know A.J. Brown doesn't have a whole heck of a lot going on for him. So... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I in love redraft, Tara, I would take Tara holds side. back like when she wants to check a fact so bad, but she like holds it back. She's like, Ugh. I won't go further, but I will say the redraft, yeah, for sure. Take take Fournette. Or Waddle. Oh uh, man, I hope Mello, please. I hope he has that happening. So anyway, <laughs> I'm sticking. I went with him last week. I'm sticking to him this week. CD Lamb. Dak Prescott, round two. They're going to put up some numbers again this week. But I'm going to give you another one because we just brought up Waddle, and I've got it in my comments section. You can fact check that major right now. I put down, if you're looking for that cheap deal right now, if you're coming to uh, Donnelly's discount car sales right now, you're going to get yourself a brand new, slightly used, Tua Tugabaloa and a Jalen Waddle combination here right now. Nice little family car. You know, you can get the kids in there, the car seats, and Head off into the sunset down South Beach because I think that's a much cheaper option out there right now. And kind of build your your DFS lineups around it. I think Tua and Waddle get right this week. <laughs> I, I just love watching double it. Check. Discount double check. And I'm not dumb enough like Jamal Adams <laughs> to give the old belt thing because that worked out really well for him, didn't it? It's basically like Cam's here. And then you got. So is that more like a flasher? Let's keep moving. Uh, I don't know. Well, that, that's for another show another day. Uh, temper, <laughs> tempering your expectations is very important when it comes to fantasy. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Tara, who are you tempering those expectations for this week? Uh, Matt, you talked about it earlier. I love me some Carson Wentz. Um, although last week was a horrifically, um, oddly uncharacteristic game for him and Pittman. But you got to temper your expectations again. 
<laughs> again, it's Buffalo's defense. I think they're going to try. And even though Buffalo is deaf against the run, they're going to try and run the ball rather than Carson Wentz trying to throw against that defense. So unfortunately for me, I'm going to have to fade Carson Wentz. I don't think he should be an option for you this week. I agree 100% with that. You know, Carson Wentz, he was feeling it. I think he threw multiple touchdowns in six or seven straight games before last week. Now he's going to go multiple games, I'm, I'm afraid to say it, without throwing a touchdown. I really think that's how good this Bills defense is. Major, who's that uh, tempering your expectations that you got going on? Uh, you guys are going to make fun, but, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke, like he's been playing well. I kind of like what he's doing out there. But he's going up against the Carolina Panthers, who's a top-rated pass defense in all of the land. And they're they're playing a little bit better. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they got Cam back, so they got some excitement going around out there. So I think Taylor is going to have a hard, long week. Who you got, Matt? I am going to stick with this Indianapolis matchup against the Buffalo Bills. And I'm tempering expectations on one Jonathan Taylor. I'm still starting him. Uh, I'm, st I'm not taking him out of my lineup, but I'm going to definitely temper those expectations against the number one run defense when it comes to fantasy in football right now. So you're not taking him out of your, out of your lineup. You'd have to be like really crazy to do so. But temper those expectations when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. So now, we know the trade deadline. That's coming up. A lot of leagues are this week or next week, but we want to make sure we give you someone to grab today. Who is someone right now, Tara, that you just want to like put in your arms and have their arms wrap around you and put them on your fantasy roster? Off, off mute. Sorry about that. Crying baby. Uh, for me, it is Darnell Moody. I think a lot of fantasy managers kind of bailed out on him when going was getting kind of rough with Chicago. Pretty rough for Chicago. But I think Justin Fields is really turning things around. And I think Darnell Moody is obviously the target leader in that offense. He's the guy that Justin Fields is looking towards, the one that he has the bond with, the connection to. So it's Darnell Mooney for me. And Major, which which way are you swinging on the pendulum here? Who are you, who are you looking at? Everyone, please listen to me now. Go get Michael Carter wherever you can. He's the leading back for the Jets. If you guys remember, if you played fantasy football in the past, James White, this is James White 2.0. The guy is running the ball. Even if he has a bad game rushing the ball, he will get you points catching the ball. So just get he's going to get you points both ways. So that's the safest bet, especially on that bad offense. They're going to give him the ball as much as possible. Well, when the running running back guru whispers, we all should be listening. It's like a fall breeze. But this one's first string, though. So. I know it's it's weird. It it seems so backwards listening to him mm. talk about like good. Yeah, you have your kid right there. Do not make me come for you right now. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of offended right now because now I've become the fourth smartest person on the screen when it comes to fantasy football, <laughs> and. At least, at least I still know I've got better hands than at least 25% of the people on here. Because I've seen some people try to catch balls near a pool before. So uh, I feel pretty good about my opinion. video ever. That video so <laughs> I should resurface it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one player I'm not trading for. It's going to be Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> who, who was cut. So we just want to make sure we get that in right now. But for me, I'm trading for, and I've talked about this before, Deontay Johnson, 
I think you can get him at a little bit of a discount right now, so to speak. And his strength of schedule is absolutely fantastic down the stretch. You're going to want to get him on your teams for those fantasy playoffs. Michael Pittman is another guy. After this week, I'm going to make a hard push for in a lot of leagues. I mean, if he performs well, his value is going to go through the roof, and you're probably not going to be able to get him on your team. But if he has a down week, that is the time to strike. Take advantage of that opportunity right now and take advantage and say thank you, Buffalo, for absolutely balling out defensively. Guy I'm trading away, we've talked about him all earlier on the show, Cortland Sutton. I mean, if I can go get anything for him right now of value, I'm going for it because I'm not liking how this Judy Sutton dynamic is shaping up in Denver with Teddy Bridgewater under center. And unfortunately, Denver's not going to be in a good enough place to draft a quality quarterback in the first round, in my opinion. I think they're going to be just good enough to miss out on that opportunity. And I don't know if they're going to end up with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. We're probably going to hear about that drama at some point, sometime, whatever that looks like. Maybe that changes how I look in Dynasty. But for redraft, I'm trading with Cortland Sutton because it's not, it's, it's not working out. I'm sorry. It's just not working out. Now, what is that one player, Tara, under the radar that you're going to be putting in your lineup this week? Um, you know, as number one Miami fan and somebody who we all love, Troy King pointed out on Twitter, uh, Miles Ga- it is a Miles Gaskin week. And if he, uh, you know, he's a pretty unbiased person when it comes to his Dolphins. And if he's in on Gaskin this week, I think we should all be in on Gaskin this week. He is literally an every other week player. He's got that matchup against uh, the Jets this week. So I think this is a week that you can roll out Miles Gaskin and feel pretty good about it and get one of those double digit Random double-digit games from him. Fun fact. (laughs) 65% of the touchdowns scored against the New York Jets have come to running backs. Okay? 65%. I fact-checked that because I did that on my starts and sits show, and I actually did, like, stuff and information and all that other fun stuff out there. Michael Carter is in play this week, and so is one. Miles Gaskin. There's no S on Gaskin, by the way. It's Miles Gaskin. Just want to make sure we throw that out there. Major, which uh, third, fourth string running back are you starting this week? I'm going with my my guy. I talked about it earlier, Deontay Foreman. Like he has been looking like the starter in Tennessee, and he's catching the ball to backfield. He's, I think, he's getting healthy again. So I will grab him up. See, you know. If anything, he's a starter out there, so you have that going in your uh, in your direction. I can't concentrate with the baby snoring in my ear right now. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw me all the way up. I'm like, what is this little like snore? Um, yeah, he really Deontay, does snore. Yeah, Deontay, that's the one you want to grab right now because he's he's gonna have a lot of opportunity to make some plays. So me and that child have a lot more in common than I thought. Neither of us can catch <laughs> near the pool, and both of us snore. It's fantastic. I'm feeling a real connection there. Now, <laughs> for me, my under-the-radar kind of guy this week, we didn't hear much of him last week against the Chiefs. I'm getting ready for a big Kenyon Drake week against Cincinnati <laughs> because Cincinnati is allowing the second-most catches to running backs and the fourth-most receiving yards to running backs. And if there's one thing Kenyon Drake does really well, it's catch the ball and make some big plays. Kenyon Drake, fire him up in your lineup. I think he's a good play this week. I don't know, Melo. I know he's listening backstage, and 
He's like being stoetic there. I'm trying to look for his nodding head of approval, but I haven't quite got it there. Well, talk about Kenyon Drake. Light it up this week, buddy. Now for the one part that everyone's been looking for. I don't have a soundboard, but I got two fingers in a desk. We are going to talk about our bold predictions for week number 11. And we are going to go to the mother of fantasy football, Tara Roberts. <laughs> what do you got for us? Um, you know, that's that's pretty out because I'm going to choose someone who is very young, um, who probably could, you know, maybe in theory qualify as my child, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, I think that he will have his first 300-yard game of the season. So that is my bold I prediction of the week. <laughs> I got to fact check that one. What was, he, what was his last one was game? Was like 297 his best one? 296? Might have been 291. But, uh, no. you know, I said I was going to lean more towards major to where it's like bold, but like, you know, not not like super bold, like close enough that you can really get that win. So this is my major boldness prediction of the week. Guys, gonna stop slandering my name. <laughs> All right, Major, what what kind of bold prediction do we have in store for us this week? I'm gonna Are do we going to talk about, like, I'm predicting Matt has no hair by the end of this week, or... I'm going to go with... I'm going to do a Matt and kind of give you a twofer so I lose. I might get one right, but, you know. But I'm going to say Detroit's going to get their first win versus the Browns. And I'm going to say Bateman's going to score his first touchdown this week as well. You know what? I agree 100% with the Bateman. Uh, I'm hoping that you're right on that because I'm firing him up in just about every league. As I feel comfortable with Bateman as a wide receiver, too, going forward. And he's going to challenge weekly, and he's got wide receiver one upside, I think. Now, for me, I'm going to call this a pretty safe pick myself as I'm going to say that both Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes each throw for 400 yards this week. And each throw for three touchdowns. Now, hear me out. Okay, that may be a little bit bolder than some major laid down there because I'm going big. I think there's going to be a shootout here going on. But listen, when you look back at Dak's time here in Dallas, he's got nine 400-yard passing games under his belt. Okay, nine of them. Next closest, Patrick Mahomes, who has six 400-yard passing games. So I feel very good that both are going to hit 400 this week because they're going to both be playing catch-up. Neither team plays defense. Fire it up. Get those fireworks going. This is one game you're not going to be able to sleep in. Okay? So <laughs> I like what you did there, man. I like that. <laughs> every every like once it. in a while. And with that it's being bold. said, hey, you know what? We want to say thanks to everyone who's jumped in the chat here. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for coming in and joining us tonight. Uh, Tara, well, where can people find you here? Like we can find you every week. We know where to find you, but let everyone else know where they can find you. Well, aside from here, you guys can find me on uh, Fantasy Pros, uh, Fantasy Alarm, and then Awesome O as well. Um, basically, content coming out every single day. So um, just check out my Twitter, and um, I post the vast majority of it there, as long as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know what? We've got a new show coming out. It's called Terrace Toddler Talk. You're going to want to tune in for that. Every, uh, like, 11 o'clock every night, we'll be coming live each and every time. Man, I love this. I absolutely love this. Yes. Major, 
let the people know where they can find the San Fernando Freak, Major Caldwell, number nine in the programs, number one in my heart. Where you at? Yeah, you can find me on Fantasy Points every Sunday. Me and my guy Nick, we're giving you guys the player props. Make some money every Sunday. Get to it. Was it like 10 a.m.? I don't know the time. Whatever. You know, we got it. Where can they find you, Matt? Well, I just want to throw out there one more time. Head to fantasypoints.com, enter promo code 21 Vipers10, get 10% off your subscription, and do it now because they've actually slashed those prices almost in half. You want to get the best fantasy football information out there, the best analytics mixed in with the best analysis, head to fantasypoints.com. You want me? You come find me over on the Vipers Network. Or on Twitter at Matt Donnelly FF. It's right there. I am dropping content all over the place. I think six different videos a week right now going on there. And every once in a while, they let me come on the radio because I got the face for it. Now, we're going to head off here t- today. Um, again, thanks to everyone for joining the show here. Uh, had a lot of fun again, like we do each and every week. Glad to have you with us. Make sure to head over to, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, hit that rate and review button. And please, I'm not a smart man by any stretch of anyone's imagination, but I've been told that the algorithm is kind of important when it comes to YouTube. So smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, and see if we can get to 500 before the end of the football season goes. Till next time, uh, I'm Matt Dolly. That's Major Caldwell on the bottom. And that's Tara and son they're chilling out in the top right he is happy to be here a little gremlin over there all right this has been everything let me find the buttons to gong us on out here take care see you next time